What is up, everyone? We are back with another episode of Shaping the Culture, and uh, we've got a special guest uh, today, as we do every every week. You know what I'm saying? If they're not special, they're not supposed to be on the podcast. Uh, I got a I got Ken Folk on this episode. He's Ken been folk. on the episode two times. Uh, no, 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 we, we oh, did yeah, yeah. we did one on KB. Yeah, and, and one on Redemptive to Look. Yeah, so uh, this time. You're in the studio, yes, not over the phone, and we get both audio recording and a video recording, and so it's the best of both worlds. The first one was just the audio, the second one was just for YouTube. This is going to serve both platforms. Bring it together. Bring it together. We got none other than theologian, <laughs> um, uh, uh, pastor in the making, uh, avid reader. Huh. Uh, we've got single and surely ready to mingle <laughs> senior graduate, six foot seven for no apparent reason. Uh, <laughs> Zeru Babel. How you gonna give me four Zeru. extra inches like that? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it. Yeah, bro. <laughs> for no reason too. I could have done something with that height, bro. I was telling you. He's <laughs> also my cousin. <laughs> we got Zeru with us in the house. Yes, sir. Yeah, your name is actually really. Uh, key for the times that we're in, living in today yeah. have you ever thought about that uh -uh. the character of uh Zerubbabel in the old testament and how he was uh just used to help rebuild yeah. the ruins and that's people good. of god and yeah hopefully come this, on now this conversation will help build the people of god in a in a very just divided yeah uh hurtful um divisive time that we're um, but yeah, we got Zero with us in the building. What's good, bro? Nothing much. I'm going to try to get through this episode without being puffed up now, thinking about the meaning of my name and the function of Zerubbabel. You Zerubbabel. feel me? Who, who yeah. else do you know with that name? Come Tell on, me now. about it. Come on. Now. Tell me about it. Abishas, Ethiopians, we know how to give names. We do. I remember for the longest, like, who? What kind of name is Ebenezer? <laughs> <laughs> it's like so annoyed. And then going into grade school, you got Scrooge. And so yeah. I was like all right i hate my name and then i got a little older and i heard about ebenezer baptist church yes sir mlk, MLK Jordan. i was like i can i can rock Story. with this i can i can and then my parents actually told me why they named me ebenezer yeah and it was that that's a different that's a story for another time but that was also uh real key in embracing this name of mine yeah you get to memorialize the faithfulness of the lord bro there like, you go that's your ebenezer bro yeah that's here i raise my ebenezer <laughs> Yeah, we yes, black, sir. but we sing them hymns. <laughs> we sing them. We sing them unapologetically. Unapologetically. Speaking of being black yes. and singing hymns, <laughs> look at that. What we're going to be talking about today is pretty heavy. We actually had a conversation yesterday with a dear friend that inspired this podcast episode. Yeah, uh, yeah we. Uh, there's a lot to say about being black in America and being black and Christian in America. Yes. And I think we got a unique perspective because we're not African-Americans. We're African. We're Ethiopians. Yes. Uh, but we, we, I consider myself to be black. Yeah. I don't know. Definitely. You, yeah. Some people don't. So yeah, yeah, you got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, definitely. Um, and it's just an interesting time to be black and Christian. Um, there's a lot going on in our country. There's a lot going on in our culture. Yeah. And there's a lot going on with the faith. This Christianity is this white man's religion. Yes. And to be subscribed to this faith and to trust in Jesus yeah. is to be deceived. Mm. And so more to be said on that. But that's kind of like what we want to talk about a little bit. I know we were wrestling through titles of the podcast. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that we uh, thought about is, is Jesus worth it? Yeah. And that title or phrase holds weight um, in our community. Yes. And I think as we... Um, unpack uh some of our thoughts today you'll see the weight of that statement is jesus worth it and so but before we jump into it let people know a little bit about who you are yeah and your context and background i think that'll help people understand where you're coming from in this conversation yeah and uh get people get, get uh give people a better uh understanding of why we are talking about what we're talking about today yeah but um so like you said i'm zaru zaru Baben. Sir. And uh, yeah, I'm the product of two Ethiopian immigrant parents who came over here to the United States, or as Charlie Day says, the not yet so United not States. Not yet to be United not States. Not yet to be United States yeah. of America, 
with uh, just a vision to see their children have a better life. And yeah. that's a lot of the Ethiopian community. So I grew up uh, being raised under the authority of the scriptures, the power of God. Uh, yeah. and That's a whole other episode. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> the gifts of God. Yeah. Y'all know what I'm talking about, Abishas. Yeah. Yeah. All of that. And Speaking tongues? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I ain't going to get through this part. So a little yeah. bit about me. I'm a product of a spiritual household, yeah. or at least a religious one from that matter. Yeah. Our whole family, bro. Our whole family, it's soaked and bathed in mm. religion, worship, mm. preaching, mm. in like almost every sphere. Mm. And so, yeah, like I grew up just believing all this stuff was always surreal. Mm. And it wasn't until very recently mm-hmm. when I was just like doing my own study. I'm talking about like four years recently that I saw the weight of the differences of interpretations amidst different cultures, Mm -hmm. the way Europeans consider the Bible, Mm -hmm. the way Africans consider the Bible, the way Latinx community Mm -hmm. considers the Bible. There's influences and lenses we see the scriptures through that. I mean, I still believe the Bible has truth, right? But the way we see truth sometimes are filtered through Mm -hmm. our social context. And I learned that specifically about the black church and tradition just like this past few years because mine my experience is the ethiopian church for the first 15 years of my life and then the white evangelical church this last six years years. so all of my understanding of other traditions historically contemporarily uh all of that it's new and it's just been on the outside that i've been looking in And so, yeah, that's a little bit about me that comes like when it comes towards this conversation, there's just so much distinctions and like boundaries and hurdles you have to jump over and just being able to say, just because I am black and I've been treated in similar ways as just the black experience in general, it's not the same thing when it comes towards religious tradition, ancestral hope. And our our ancestors weren't slaves. So that's another podcast episode of the historical like ethnocentrism of Ethiopia. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. our our community has to just like yeah. learn through how can we leverage not being colonized, not to be like, hey, we did something good, but yeah. to be like, yo, God was gracious to yeah. us and we love you all that. So yeah. that's what and you here. bring up something key too, because we in being black in the white evangelical context inherited some of the black struggle without understanding the history. Yes. And That's so perfect. we don't know why we're being treated the way we're being treated yeah. because coming up in an Ethiopian context, you know, there was no um, ambiguity. There was no treating um, others less than we were all celebrated. We were all loved. Yeah. We were all welcomed. And so now as we enter into some of these, uh, spaces it's like what did I do wrong yeah you know? and that's why I think you and I have both taken the time to actually do the work of understanding what's been going on historically yeah how did we get here and where are we going that's good and I think that's a huge conversation but all that to say our context has um yeah it's been a completely different experience which blows my mind away that we have a different experience yet inherited the same struggle yeah that's intense yeah that's well put yeah yeah Yeah. so let's get it so um all that to be said um it's you know the, the the we're we're living in a very divided time right now not just in our country but within our own churches and very rarely do you see um you know just um just this 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 uh safe space to come and to be one to to speak the truth to be corrected if correction needs to be uh taken place to be confronted or called out if that needs to take place Mm -hmm. to um, maybe repent if repentance needs to take place but very rarely do you see uh um, any of that taking place rather not to say that doesn't exist but mostly there's just been a lot of uh back and forths a lot of debates, a lot of denying yeah. of certain realities that has led um, 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 black African and African American brothers and sisters wondering if Christianity is really the way 
to go. Yeah. And so before we kind of jump into that, maybe we should give a little bit context to that. Yeah. Because maybe somebody that's tuning in right now is not privy to all of this and this is new information or somebody is tuning in and they don't know which angle we're coming at it from because this conversation is broad. Yes. And so we want to be very specific as to what we're trying to address. And so uh, speak to uh, for the audience who's tuning in what we mean by the struggle in um, following Jesus as a black person in these yet to be United States of America. Yeah. I think the greatest way we can kind of like, start this is to talk about the religion of the slaves right so when they're brought over from through the middle passage from like west africa through the west indies brought over here to western civilization society yeah yeah, into the different colonies and they're dispersed on the different plantations and they are taught about jesus Mm. a lot of the theology Mm a lot of what they were given to be hopeful for them to provide any sense of freedom for them was under the guise of submission to the white man. Yeah. Right. Because slave masters, religion was the best. Frederick Douglass talks about this in his autobiography. Religion was the best vehicle for slavery to be perpetuated, which Awful. Awful. Yeah. So Jesus became yeah. for like, I mean, you would have guys like George Whitfield and John Wesley and evangelists who would come and preach the gospel to them and say, Jesus can save your soul, but the and liberation your of your body, body didn't matter. Yeah. Your the liberation of your um bondage to a particular person who considers you to be property. Yeah. That that's not what he's liberated from yeah. me from. Or yeah. that he, at least he doesn't care about that. Yeah. And so many people um today wouldn't say that that's their view or that we've grown from that, but that's still modeled Mm. in the way the black experience or the black understanding of the scriptures are still being told to like submit to your masters and just like wait, or like, just like the the struggle is like, you don't matter as much bodily to Jesus as I do. That's probably the most like basic way I can talk about the original part. And, and I think also we would be remiss if we didn't bring up the subtle compromises along the, from chattel slavery to 2020, yeah. where, you know, we as a nation have constantly moved the goalpost to perpetuate our ideals mm. that the white man is superior. Yes. To the point where, you know, we, you know, you put me onto the book Color of Compromise, Jamar yeah. Tisby. He, he does a beautiful job of breaking down the history of this, but to the point where they literally would create their own denominations. Because you, you read the text and you're like, I we can't ignore that we got to give them the gospel. Yeah, We can't ignore that God has created them. But in order to uh, keep them the way they are, we've got to create our own rules, our own denominations, so that we have the freedom to treat them as slaves, yeah. yet give them the gospel. And it, it, go, it goes like, yeah, there's just this continual turning the blind eye, or there is this, what can we do? What rules can we set in place? What yeah. parameters can we create so that we get what we want, white yeah. supremacy, and have Jesus all at the same time? And they can't enjoy the benefit of the communion of the saints as well within as well. like yeah. with that. Like so you can say Jesus yeah. is your Lord yeah. and Jesus is your Savior in as much you understand that's in relationship to where I am above you. Yeah. Yeah. And on top of that, you know, you you realize that they kept them from reading because God forbid they learn how to read. Yes. They actually explore what the text has to say and you get forces like Frederick Douglass. Yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? It's giants. So, <laughs> giants. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so um that's kind of the hit like how like okay, we kind of just not in detail, just big picture of strokes. The, yeah, broad strokes. How did how is that bled into where we are today? Cause some would be like, yo, sorry, Ebenezer, we don't have chattel slavery. Yeah. Uh, we're fighting for diversity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that yeah. word is funny because yeah, of last night. Last, last <laughs> night, uh, we're fighting for diversity, and so we, we look at these churches. We have mega churches that yeah. have both black and white. Like we're integrating everyone, or we're trying to integrate everyone. Like I don't see the problem. 
Um, this is a age old problem. How does that have any relevance to what's going on today? Yeah. 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 I, the biggest part I see is the, um, how would you say this? The contention when it comes between the views of black and white people, it's wider than this, but when it comes towards social issues, Mm -hmm. right? So the church's responsibility when it comes towards the different people's position, when it comes towards like class Mm -hmm. or when it comes Mm -hmm. towards their position in society, even if these legislative contingencies like Jim Crow and things that came about by Dred Scott decision aren't still binding on you. They're still perpetuated through subtleties. So in the white church today, it's like, oh, please don't bring up the struggle anymore because it's just not there anymore. You'll never be appeased. So I think that's one of the biggest borders like, or boundaries to get past, like believing that there's still an issue when people are trying to say like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm glad we're integrating. Yeah, Yeah, I'm glad there have been, well, even with our friend last night, is it really progress or is it delusion? How can yeah. we get past like just delusional progress yeah. and just saying like, yeah. Yeah. no, we're equal on every fundamental level that God has intended for humanity to be spiritually, bodily. You like, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Just the yeah. whole, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the understanding of social issues and where people rank today in yeah. comparison to yeah. the majority community is one of those aspects where i feel like at least for me i don't know what you think that's yeah. one of the biggest yeah, yeah. It, and problems. i think part of the reasons why we, we 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 see a failure to accept the struggle of today is because we have not even owned the struggle of yesterday mm. i don't believe that we've truly repented for what has taken place so it's hard to really if you can't own what took place for the african-american community for 400 years yeah how could you really see what's going on today and so so much to be said there but there's you know we want to talk about other things the fast forward um there are different things that are happening today whether it's you know there's no representation in leadership yeah or there's these subtle racist remarks or um even opportunities given to certain people or requirements of assimilation like full on yeah or even the sharing of resources i you know nahum who's on this podcast you know he put me on he's entrepreneur we talked about in the podcast. he says something he i forgot who he quoted but he said something so profound they said uh black leaders black entrepreneurs but whoever they're overeducated under and underfunded Mm. right and so like lack of resources being i mean like it's like the problems are diverse there and there there's so many we can't get into all of it um and if you guys let us know in the comment section if you want us to actually do an episode where we highlight all the issues or the issues that are known to us but there's we just can't get too narrow right now we can't get too narrow because we want to talk about how some of the struggle today is leading to a mass exodus. Yeah. Um, you know, it first started off with, you know, you see this exodus of black evangelicals leaving white evangelical churches. Yeah. But then scarier than that, you see black Christians leaving the faith. Yeah. Can we still trust Jesus? An exodus from yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Where's God? Where's God? Is, is God worth all, like, especially because if this is being perpetuated, and this has been perpetuated by the church. Yeah. Like, we don't have time to get into it, but people have literally said that if the church took a hard stance in, um, in past history, racism would have been dealt with in a, in a better way. Yeah. And things have, would have moved uh, forward a lot quicker. Yeah. So that's a whole nother conversation there. It didn't have to be this way. It didn't have to be this way. And I think the church has, you know, uh, played a part in why we're still here today. But all that to say, black Christians are saying, listen, if this is the God you believe in, what does he have to say about my blackness? And can I trust him with my blackness? I think Joseph Solomon has a, a fire line where he says, if God can be fully man, fully god mm-hmm. i can be fully black and fully his yeah come you on know what Joe. I'm saying? yeah but it's hard to believe that you could be fully black and fully his when the mainstream um 
Christian thought yeah. is not even owning the struggle of the black community. Yeah. And so now we've got people, and this is what we want to kind of get into. Do I jump ship? Is it is it time for me to say, Jesus has been nice, mm. but you have no say in my struggle, sayonara. That's where we are today. Yeah. And so we've got different texts that we want to wrestle through. But before we get into what we think about it, uh, how would you interpret that? And have you ever been there? Have you ever felt that way? Because for those who might not know, you got the hoodie on. Yeah. You're in Hannibal, Missouri, which is white, white. Yeah, white, white. <laughs> white, white. White on white. White, white, right? <laughs> uh, it's and so and 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 you spent like you said the last six years in the in, in these white evangelical spaces yeah have you ever gotten to a place where you thought to yourself can i trust the god that my white brothers and sisters are worshiping yeah i th i it's a little more nuanced for me because it's never been so far where it's like i'm a exodus out from like faith in jesus like yeah. altogether. though yeah. i've had times like Maybe I should yeah. when it comes to other doubts, yeah. not only just brought upon, brought about by racism, but yeah. just like other things. Yeah. But yeah, there have been times I'm like, I can't serve in these spaces yeah. anymore. Yeah. I, huh. I, am I welcome here? Am, is, is this acceptance of me that they've yeah. shown yeah. entirely due towards the fact they think that I'm safe yeah. and that I won't stir the waters mm. when it comes towards hasn't been owned yeah yeah or are they just tired of it having been owned yeah. for so long they think what's been done has been enough yeah yeah and going through questions of like will i ever be appeased in these places yeah. because of what we talked about last yeah. night is this yeah. diversity or is this bringing together yeah. the community of saints just a delusional thing yeah. where progress is kind of seen but it's just a facade, a facade to yeah. continue to curate religion yeah. for black people yeah. right as long as you believe these doctrines yeah. which i'm i'm a super doctrinal person like i care about it i think it's super yeah. important but also the ethic of love for neighbor yeah. and understanding of history yeah, yeah, yeah. we have to merge those things yeah. within the church so people can understand what the problem is yeah. like yeah. and so yeah like even in Hannibal, I've had these times where I've just been so disillusioned that I'm like, yo, I might be Kevin, but I got to jump. Mm, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, that's that's definitely been uh, a place for me because it's like, yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought we were tight and I thought we were together and everything. But it's like what I'm saying, because a lot of the theology I'm espousing yeah. is conducive towards your gospel yeah, yeah. for the most part, yeah, yeah. not everything, but yeah, for the yeah. most part, yeah. it seems like I'm with you. Yeah. So I'm curated by, yeah. I'm um, subjugated to, yeah. I'm under the authority of what everything you think I should go about these issues in the way and speak yeah. about it. And then if I go past it, it's like, Hold up, Zeru, you're, yeah. you're out of bounds. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we, we don't need to be talking about this. Yeah. Like, yeah. Jesus is not as concerned mm. with cosmic redemption and mm. overturning, like, evil systemic structures as much as he is saving your soul. And I'm all about the salvation of yeah. souls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, those, KB says this all the time, the bifurcation of those two things were never meant to exist. Never. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, I, yeah. that might be too long of an answer. That's good. No, no, I get that. And I think in the same way, I have a similar response where for me, it's never like I'm, I'm out of this faith, Yeah. but it's like, you know, Hey man, let's just get all my black friends. Yeah. Let's, just, let's just do God all by ourselves. Yeah. Y'all want to do homogenous stuff here. I'm going to do mine right here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We don't need y'all. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Um, but as you read, like, you know, you can't shake that God's plan is not for just one group of people. Yeah. And so now, and then, if we really believe in resurrection power, because I don't think that those th those two things are separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I have to believe that though it's slow, we're going to get to this. Yeah. It may not even happen in my lifetime or my children's lifetime. Right. We got to step back and realize when you even look at Exodus, 400 years go by. How many generations is that? Jesus. 400 <laughs> years go by. Yeah. And then, what was it, Exodus 3? Exodus Exod 2? End of Exodus 2, 23 through 35, and then the beginning of 3. It says, yeah. 
the Lord remembered his promise. Yes. And it's not like God forgot, but he just got to a place where he says, I'm ready to act. Yeah. I'm ready to, I'm ready to set my people free. And so if, if I, you know, understand that God is generational and that what he's doing is beyond and bigger than my lifespan. Yeah. Then I can give myself over to this fight and I have to give over, give myself over to the fight. And so there was that temptation to say, yo, y'all do church over here. I'm going to do church over here. Yeah. You know, you stay there. I'm going to rock it over. But I'm like, yo, that's just not consistent with God's heart and plan. And so what has helped you remain in the fight and then helped you fight well? Yeah, bro. Um, that's a good question. Because it's hard, bro. Like, and, and you know, we have conversations. I'm looking at Yoni's in the room, too. But even, like, some conversations we, we have with, with those that aren't black or those that are, are Caucasian brothers, you got to overlook a lot of things. A lot. You're just, the patience, it's just some days you don't have it. Yeah. Some days you're just like, you won't get it, you yeah. know? Or, you know, you and I have talked about this where sometimes – you know, and this is, you know, this is what they did with Pocahontas. Yeah. Where if they, if Pocahontas, like, because Pocahontas forsook or forsaked her um, 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 uh, heritage and adopted the white man, white man's uh, uh, culture and identity, they were able to accept her. Yeah. And that, and, and I was like, I don't want to be Pocahontas. I don't want to be Pocahontas. Where I give up being Ethiopian, being black to be Christian. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, and I think that sometimes like in these spaces, we have to give up who we are to be accepted Yeah, and it shouldn't be so. Mm. And so that's been a hard fight, you know? And so, I mean, we we all in this room have stories, countless stories, stories, you know? We won't go there for sake of time, but yeah, because we want to be productive too. Like how? how so the how, first question was, how do I stay in the fight? And then how do you fight well? How do you fight well, Lord? <laughs> <laughs> Believing in Jesus entails enduring mm. a lot of affliction mm. that is unprecedented, unprecedented, unwarranted, unwarranted, unconscionable, unconscionable. Well, I don't know any other unwords right now. I got to look at my dictionary. <laughs> no, believing in Jesus entails faith, faith. <laughs> That's it. Like, I'm, and so the question then becomes, should this believe in Jesus lead me to stay in the fight and say, no, you are still my brother and sister. Who I care for though. You undoubtedly can't see the struggles I'm continuing to express yeah. to you because you don't believe they exist or because you're having a hard time seeing what you can do about it. We yeah. understand that yeah. that exists, yeah. but uh, a lot of the times I, I heard someone say it this way, white Christians I love you guys have gotten really good at listening to the struggle now mm. that it's just like the, the, the mirage of like almost being there to where the water is. It's just mm. like, all right, now we're just going to get really good at listening and go to all these conferences, even start these conferences, initiate the mission so we can apologize to black brothers and sisters, but not still necessarily do the work it takes to provide. Yeah. Yeah the power or the yeah, relational natures that shows that you believe that yeah. Jesus has made yeah. us one with him and one with each other. Yeah. So those overlooking aspects, how I've stayed in the fight is just like the question you asked in the beginning, believing Jesus is worth it to say that his multi-ethnic bride is beautiful enough mm-hmm. for the offenses I've experienced mm-hmm. or seen others go mm-hmm. to say, I can still hope. For your redemption mm. i can still hope for the opening of your eyes to be true so that on the coming day mm. you will be revealed before god there's this passage in first peter actually mm. that talk about talks it. about that um where it uh in first peter 2 at the end where it says um for it is god's will that you silence the ignorance of foolish people by doing good submit as free people not using your freedom as a cover up for evil but as god's slaves that is not the verse I was looking at. My bad. Uh, yeah. So uh, conduct yourselves. You this go. is two twelve. Yeah. Conduct yeah. yourselves honorably among the Gentiles, so that when they slander you as evildoers, mm-hmm. they will observe your good works and will glorify God on the day He visits. So exegetically, mm-hmm. when you look in what's going on during the time of 
Peter's writing this letter as he's talking to the exiled, scattered Christians throughout Judea and all these different regions. In the Eastern Hemisphere, he's saying, conduct yourselves in a way that when people slander you and do evil, on the day of visitation, they might glorify God. Who were these evildoers at this time? The oppressors. Yeah, <laughs> the oppressors. You got Roman civilization okay. and probably, if you date this AD 60-ish and all of that under the reign of Nero, oh, yeah. who's lighting up Christians' gardens with the bodies of the men on fire, right? And so he's talking... Peter's talking a lot to women and wives saying, these same men who did this to your husbands glorify God by your conduct in a way where even on the day of visitation, these folk will glorify God. That's not just saying like through the judgment he might exercise on them because of unrepentance, but that they might repent and glorify yeah, God and yeah. say, Jesus has done a work yeah. in me. And that... Yeah. I've never gone through something that difficult. Never, you know what yeah. I mean? So I'm not trying to make that connection yeah, just yeah. Um, un, like facetiously or in a way that doesn't actually like have any practical elements to it for us today. Yeah. But there is a sense in which if you feel hurt yeah. and the oppression or the um, belittling of people in higher spaces yeah. with more power, yeah. with more strength, with more pull in society... Yeah. To respond with conduct yourselves in a way that honors the Lord so that they might glorify God. Yeah. That's what believing Jesus entails. Yeah. And what stood out to me about that passage and what has always stuck out stood out to me about that passage is it says on the day of visitation. On the day of visitation. So what does that imply? When he that, comes. When he <laughs> So I'm cool with hope. Yeah. Most days. Yeah. If it happens on my timeline. Right. Dang, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as I persevere and Jesus comes next week. Yeah. Or not even Jesus comes back. I'm cool with hoping in the Lord as long as they see their sin for what it is and yeah. they turn now before the visitation. Yeah, yeah. So it's like before it happens and when it happens. Like yeah, we yeah, want to yeah, control yeah. both. Like I want it to happen before it happens. And if I can't control when it happens, I want to control when it, uh, not when it happens, but uh, how fast it happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so this is the reality though, is these people, our ancestors, our heroes in the faith. I want to actually go to Hebrews. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, they, they, they had a, a different type of faith and not to say they didn't struggle, but I, man, I am just in awe of the way they conducted themselves yes. and hoped in the Lord amidst, amid it, amidst it. Yeah. Severe persecution, severe persecution. Right. And this is the reality, not just with them, but even, um, the African-American community in the, like, you know, it's something KB and Amina always say, but we should count it a blessing that no terrorists have been formed within the black community. Yeah. You look at any other country, you look at any other place where a people group have been marginalized this much, a revolt happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the only place where we have turned to God. Where you listen at, <laughs> whether you look at Negro spirituals, yeah. where you look at sermons, like you look at this hope of the by and by yeah. that if I don't get it in this life, that one day it's coming for me yeah, yeah, yeah. that has held them over in this life fascinates me. And don't y'all go commenting. Well, what about the black Panther party? <laughs> Do your research, please. Before you go on calling people terrorists, how about black lives matter? Uh, when they call you terrorist, read it. I, I still got to read it. No, but you're right. <laughs> Their <laughs> resistance party. They, they weren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So yeah. just listen yeah. to what he's saying and yeah. don't try to, uh, but th this, is our inheritance. this is our inheritance. This is what's been passed down to us is this kind of faith. Yes. And then Hebrews, I mean, these people are also a, a church, a community, a small church yeah. that is being lit on fire, lit. thrown in prison, dying at the hands of the government. Yep. And they're ready to punt the faith. Yes. They're, they're, they're there. They're like, yo, <laughs> this Jesus guy. Snip, snip. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, it's easier for me to turn 
to religion than it is to trust in Jesus. Yeah, That's absolutely. where they're at. So the whole, the whole book of Hebrews is, is the author breaking down Jesus yes. and why he leaves an example for us. I mean, Hebrews five is brilliant. Yes. Jesus learned obedience yeah, through, through suffering. suffering. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's good, um, because he wanted resurrection. Yeah. He wanted people to have life. And because he wanted life, he had to learn obedience through. That's another. Come on. Yeah. But he, they're at this place where they're like, I don't know about this Jesus guy. Uh-huh. Yo, they, they tripping right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he points them back. I mean, you have in Hebrews 12, like the great hall of, no, not Hebrews 12. Is uh-huh. it Hebrews 11, the hall of faith, right? Yeah. And then in the middle of it, in verse 13, it says this. Right, so he breaks down everybody from Abraham to Enoch to Samson, all these guys. And then in verse 13, he says, all these people were still living by faith when they received it, Mm. when they inherited the promise, when they tasted it. No, they were still living in faith when they died. They They did not receive the things promised They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance, admitting here. How did they do it? That they were foreigners and strangers on earth. Yes. They didn't die in doubt, not receiving what was promised. That's a bar. They didn't die with bitterness, not receiving what was promised. They died in faith because they had this understanding that this is not my home and what God does not fix in the here and now, he will make things right then. Yes. That people have a problem with. Yes. Yeah. It's just, it almost comes off as dismissive. What do you mean the by and by? What do you mean in the next life? What about today? I don't want to raise kids in this world. Mm. Like I, I've, I've had conversations with friends that says I, they, they've honestly contemplated whether or not they should have kids because they're saying this is a cold, cold world it would be it would be harmful it would be irresponsible and inconsiderate to bring humans in this context mm-hmm. and so and to many people that kind of reaction sounds like an overreaction but y'all like yeah. dig in like this is real fears yeah. genuine people yeah. Have, yeah and so why should this comfort us Talk on it, Pastor. What? what like, oh, oh, well, you're asking <laughs> me. I, I can go. I, I have my thoughts, too. But what, why is it like, like, why should this reality that maybe not now, yeah. but this is not forever, should comfort us? That's good. Yeah. So this is what we in theology school call eschatological hope, mm-hmm. right? So eschaton is the end times, the, the, the telos, the end that we are all Aim. going towards. Yes. The goal of our existence, or let's say it the way MLK says it, the moral arc of the universe is bent towards justice. When God establishes his reign on earth at the time he comes in order to judge the wicked and to resurrect the dead who died in him, yeah. in Christ, who have believed in his name and confessed him yeah. and believed in their heart that he is Lord. Yeah that their inheritance that he promised them will finally come into fruition. This hope mm. helps people who suffer mm. because it will alleviate all that they have gone through now and say it was all coming to this point mm. in the first place, mm. right? Mm. And that still doesn't necessarily... What's, what's beautiful but mm. tough about that is it yeah. still doesn't necessarily always answer the question about why now? Yeah. I, I, Hebrews helps us in saying like Jesus's incarnation and his becoming flesh yeah. and him learning suffering for us yeah. identifies that God went through it too yeah, yeah. because of the fall and yeah. because of sinfulness and the corruption that evil had perpetuated, right? Yeah. You see Noah and his family. Yeah. You see Babel. Yeah. You see all of these killings throughout the Old Testament and older brothers uh, uh, being deceived by their younger brothers yeah. and the merit and narrative of scripture. It's filled with suffering yeah yeah and hebrew says faith is the hope of the, uh, the substance of things hoped for yeah. and that substance of that hope is found in jesus who also suffered and yeah. is going to make things right the one who yeah. tasted death yeah. hebrews 2 9 yeah. through 10 so that we might receive and be crowned with glory Come in on. the same way that he was Come on. Yeah. 
So we hear things all yeah, the time like no pain, no gain. Yeah. We hear things all the time with you got to engage your muscles with pressure in order that yeah. they may grow. Yeah. God entered into that plight with us and he says, I see yeah. you. I hear you. I remember you. Yeah. And here is how I'm going to redeem you by going through the same things in which all of that is embodied into me and where you will be in existence yeah. with me forever in hope. Yeah. So you said a lot of good things yeah. there. And I think that's, I mean, you know, Jesus wasn't just the lion. He was the lamb that was slaughtered. slaughtered. Yeah. And so, I mean, we talked about first, I don't know, we didn't get into this yet, but first Peter one, mm -hmm. where this testing is proven our faith. Yes of its genuineness. Yes. And it's our faith is guarding for us an inheritance that can never spoil, imperishable or perish. Yeah. And this idea that this is all working for us an eternal glory. Yeah. An eternal glory. Yeah. But the 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 dilemma is, okay, why can't he come now? Yes. And you and I talked last night about the persistent widow yeah, who sought after justice. Mm -hmm. I was just looking for it right now in Luke. Yeah. Um, I Luke 18, to, right? Yeah, I wanted to pick up on, um, on that story because I think that it's worth picking up on. The persistent widow, right? Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. But she goes back to this judge who's unjust, mm -hmm. does not care about justice. At all. At all. Yeah. Wicked judge. Yeah. And she was like, I'm not going anywhere until I get what's owed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, in the original language, the, it's almost like she was beating him up figuratively yeah. with her persistence. Yeah. She was, as you and I talked about, wearing him out. Mm -hmm. Like, even though I believe that it's coming for me, our eschatology yeah. does not make us passive in the here and That's now. That's exactly right. Right? And so my faith is not passive where I just sit and wait for something to come. Yeah. My faith leads me to do something now. That's good. And so this idea that on earth as it is in heaven, mm -hmm. right, started off as a garden. We're ending off in a city. Jesus calls us. God calls us to partner with him in building this city yeah. and in heaven we're going to have responsibilities with managing yeah. the city right yeah. but this persistent widow says because i know what's mine mm -hmm. i'm not gonna sit and wait for it come on now i'm gonna wear this unjust judge out until i get it yes yeah yeah, yeah. And she goes and she goes she goes she goes verse six i mean he ended up Granting it to her, but I just want to pick it up in verse 6 of 18. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjudged, uh, unjust judge, uh, judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen one who cry out to him day and night? Yeah. So the, 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 the Jesus is telling the parables like, yo, if this unjust judge can give this justice to this widow, how much? How much more? What about me? Like, you think I'm going to ignore you and yeah. your suffering? Yeah. Like, just because I haven't answered it to you in this lifetime doesn't mean I haven't heard your prayer. That's good, man. I haven't heard your prayer. Yeah. And then he says something interesting. Um, uh, will he keep putting them off? Now, this language is interesting because when he says, will he keep putting them off, what he's getting at is this reality that Peter actually, it's the same language that Peter uses, mm -hmm. where he's saying the Lord's patience is, or uh, the, the, the way he delay yeah delay, his yeah. delay uh, yeah the lord's yeah the delay is the lord's patience and the lord's patience is our salvation yes so the delay is really patience and the patience is for our salvation he hasn't delayed in the way we understand delay to be exactly yeah. he's like right. i'm holding off on this because i want more people to come to know who i am right. i want to give people an opportunity to repent of their ways and to trust in me and to turn to me yes. and so even in God's justice, you see God's mercy. Amen. Oh, I'm dealing with this. Come on, Pastor. But I need you to be persistent. 
because I will bring about this. Yeah. And because I don't bring about it in your timeline, I'm doing something that's gracious. Mm -hmm. I, I, I forgot a pastor said it this way. It, it, before God's justice could be absorbed, his grace needs to be absorbed. Mm. Before justice comes into the picture, he wants to make sure. And, and the way this story ends off is challenging. Jesus says, however, when the Son of Man does come, when he's ready to administrate his justice, will he find faith on the earth? That's the question. Th this is the question. He says, hey, I'm, I'm like, if this unjust judge does it, what makes you think I won't do it? Yes. I'm not doing it on your timeline for a specific reason. Yeah. But when it does come to an end, and when I do come and make all things right, will I find faith? And that's the question I wrestle with every, this passage haunts me. When I want to give up, when I want to throw in the towel, when I feel like this will never change, when Jesus comes back one day, will he say, oh, you waited with faith. And you waited in faith, not because you were passive about what I had for you, but because you were persistent in praying. Now, Frederick Douglass said this, I prayed for 20 years but received no answer until I prayed with my feet. Mm. This widow is not just praying with her lips. She's, She's going to the courthouse feet. and demanding justice from the judge. Come on. And so our faith is not just sitting and praying and fasting. We do that, but sometimes we pray with our feet and we demand justice. Yes. And we, we vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. We, we participate in difficult conversations. Yeah. We, 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 we bring about ideas that will uh, um, ensure equitable treatment, right? Absolutely. Like there's these things that we do that will help justice come. But here's the thing. Jesus is wanting to know like, okay, do you believe this is coming? And if you are, how you receive that will dictate what you do yes. in this time to come, in the time that you live. Please listen to this, y'all. Like, and this is why we cannot let go of Jesus yeah. because he is the substance of yeah. our hope yeah. in the faith that yeah. we have, that he wants to find yeah, yeah. at the end. It's yeah. so important that we understand the way God has remembered his promise yeah. to Israel yeah. and through bringing about Moses to provide the physical exodus of the people, yes. yeah. right? Yeah. It's been fulfilled in Jesus yeah. For us, right? Yeah. I know it, it takes a while to get to those places where yeah. you cross that principle yeah. and make those connections, but God has covenanted to us in Jesus that through faith in me, you will be free. Yeah. And so we can't let go of Jesus because we don't want to let go of our freedom. Yeah. Yeah. And so like that faith and yeah. that walking with your feet and the action, that eschatological hope yeah. that we have, yeah. it anchors us in the reality that our God is so privy to delivering yeah, us. Yeah. But even in the midst of our suffering where it seems like he hasn't hurt us, yeah. the faith to go and walk as an exile mm. is super important because mm. exiles know that God's covenant cannot be overridden. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, so what that means is you're not subjugating yourself to the rule of oppressive systems just nonchalantly without yeah. caring, but you understand that it might be reality. And yeah. that's, yeah. that again, that's what becomes so hard for us. The substance yeah. of how that then becomes yeah. acted into now still yeah. may not fix it all. Yeah. And it might not be seen through the, uh, the generations yeah. later, but it's doing, it's doing something like Habakkuk. And God is not angry yeah, at you good, when you question. Habakkuk question. says, how long, O oh Lord? Yeah, yeah. Jeremiah Limitation says, God, you've like dashed my head against yeah. a rock, yet I still mm. dare to hope. How many of us are daring to hope? That's good. Man. We can't snip off from Jesus because yeah. it's showing our daring to hope yeah. has just become wow. beaten. We've become defeated yeah. by oppression when the way oppression is conquered yeah. is through us enduring. Yeah. And it shouldn't be like that. Yeah. And it's sad like is that, but it's going to be overturned on oppressive systems heads yeah. one day. Yeah. That's what's so beautiful about Mary's Magnificat. Yeah. Yeah. Like that God uplifts the yeah. humble yeah. and he destroys the proud yeah. will go to show that one day throughout yeah. all history, yeah. all oppressive regimes yeah. 
at the feet of Jesus will say, hey, you thought you were God. You thought you were able to rule over these people in this way, in a way you wouldn't be accountable, yeah. but they still believed in yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. had faith yeah, and they yeah. trusted in me and they worked in a way yeah. that that would be provided. And yet they knew as yeah. exiles, as citizens yeah. of a better kingdom, yeah. that the plundering of their possessions, the, the murders yeah. of their own people yeah. turned out to be yeah. somehow for their good, yeah. though not without its difficulties yeah. and no, not without its problems. Yeah, it's good, man. To be in a reign yeah. of pure ecstasy in the Oof, presence of yeah. God. Yeah, I was, I was anticipating that word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, it's ecstasy. Yeah. Yeah. And so where it gets tough, though, brother, yeah. is how much longer is it going to take? We can yeah. ask that question, but we yeah. really got to believe yeah. that it w we will be ransomed we will be delivered so we said a lot we're spending um you know we don't want to spend too much of your time mm -hmm. um let us know also in the comment section if you want a part two but to kind of end this off yeah. is jesus worth it and is there hope for the black christian mm. yes in light of everything that and was yes. just said yeah how would you answer that Jesus is worth it, black brother, black sister. I, I think about the stories and the examples of Harriet Tubman, Phyllis Wheatley. Even uh, Phyllis Whitley, Wheatley is a fascinating character in history because she has a poem written about George Whitfield, who uh, is controversial, especially he for is. black Christians right now, right? An evangelist, he loved the gospel and he wavered back and forth on his positions in slavery. But later, because a lot of, of his prophet. friends still, huh? Because of profit. Because of, yeah. He was against it until the orphanage. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. which is yeah. tragic. Yeah. And yet this slave woman yeah. had heard the gospel of Jesus and somehow she wrote a poem about um, George Whitfield. I... I know there are many black historians that I love who believe in the gospel who might have a problem with me bringing her up, but I bring her up because it goes to show we're not monolithic in our desperation. Mm, we're, good, uh, so to say that she's writing this poem about the hope that she received through this man as messed up as he was, even though she admired him in some ironic ways, yeah, yeah. saying that same place that she believed he was going to, I will be in because she believed that Jesus was enough for her, that he was worth going through suffering for because he did the same for us. Jesus, black Christian, will never ask you to go through That's what he's good. never gone through himself. Good, and yo, it, so that was your first thing. Like, were those both the questions? Yes, yeah. he is worth it. And just ways in history you can look how faithful he's been to the black community to people who have gone through nothing yeah. but hardship, yeah. who come out on the other side more beautiful, yeah, yeah, yeah. like m more like Joseph Solomon, last year was fire, now I'm gold, yeah. who have been refined yeah. to see this imperishable inheritance yeah. in a way that only he can throughout history. Because even all the, I, I, I'm all for civil rights, you know what I mean? All, this, all the civil rights movements that have come provide a, uh, a better place and uh, a property of living yeah. in a way that's only temporary. Yeah. Jesus can give you much better, much better, much better neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, wow. so good. yeah, bro. Yeah. Since we're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses, that's what I hear in your language. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's right. Since we're surrounded by a cloud of, I just actually want to read that in Hebrews because I think that's so helpful. Um, because, you know, this struggle is not unique to our experiences. It's not, um, you know, this is not God's first go around yeah. with these issues. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? And I, I, you know, dare to say, I am thankful that we're on this side of eternity. Yes. Because our fight, though difficult, is different. And I'm glad that we don't um, struggle the way uh, our uh, uh, brothers and sisters in history have struggled yes and actually that also speaks to me yes. i know there's a lot of debate and conversation around how much change has actually taken place yeah. and that's important that's important that's yeah. valid but I, I i guarantee you mlk would be happy to see that we've come at least this far yeah, 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 that yeah, he yeah. didn't die in vain that yeah. that 
there are privileges now that we have. There are opportunities that we. He now knew have. what he was getting into. Yeah. He knew slow and steady wins the race, yeah. and so like that. Yeah, I'll never forget Preston Perry's. Do you think you're more woke than the slaves? <laughs> like, come on, like now. that yeah. that delivery of the line in yeah. his. Uh, yeah. Poem, dear old question. So, yeah, yeah lead us with. So, uh, yeah, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, mm. let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. I love it because the author is saying, yo, look at your history. Yeah. Right? We said this earlier. Look at your inheritance, look at the line in which you've come from. Throw everything off. Yes. yes. That will hinder you and the sin that entangles. Yes. There's two things there. Yes. There's sin that we need to um, obliterate. Yeah, 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 yeah. That we need to destroy and kill. And, all that. and secondly, what is it that hinders us mm. that may not be qualified as a sin, mm. but is holding us back from believing that God is faithful to his word? Extra shackles, weight you don't need. Yeah, that yeah. you don't need. Yeah. Because... I'll be on, man. Maybe it's 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 some people we need to unfollow on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe we got to stop watching certain networks. Yeah. Maybe we got to stop entertaining certain thoughts or uh, entertaining some podcasts. Yeah. Like what? Like you need to maybe run to community that are like minded. Like there are things that you and I do that perpetuate this hopelessness. Yes. And we have to throw all of that off because look, it, like look at where we come from. Yes. There are people that have suffered much for us to be here. We must continue in light of what they've done and what they've been able to do through their faith in, faith in Jesus. So let we us don't want to be black nihilists. We don't. We don't want to be black nihilists, yeah. which should be, ah, oh, yeah. such another conversation that yeah. like that hopeless despair yeah. has yeah. led towards yeah. Yeah. a real black nihilism yeah. that has led to more yeah. hindrances yeah. and yeah. unbelief and yeah. sin that yeah. is entangled it's because good. it gets you thinking yeah. we can never get out. We can never get out. Yeah. Hopeless. Yeah. Hopeless. And I don't like, I hope you guys don't hear us wrong. We're not, we're not urging you to blind faith. We're not. We're not saying, hey, just believe. No, no, no. Like there are things that we could bet on. Yes. There are things that we could stand firm on. That are more sure. That are more sure. Yeah. And I, we had Joseph Solomon come on this podcast one time and I asked him about doubts and he said, travel light. Travel light. That's good. There are things that we are carrying. This is what the author is saying. There are things that are hindering us. So travel. If, if it's not helpful, let it, go. let it go. Because your children depend on it. Your neighborhood depends on it. Your church depends on it. Yes. Your society depends on it. We depend on it. Yeah. Right? This like you're not you're not this like this island in which your thoughts and your decisions and your habits and your patterns only affect you. It ripples into the way we experience God Amen. as a community. Amen. And so we need you to be mindful of what you entertain. Yes. So that we can continue in the fight. Amen. You don't see athletes doing whatever with whomever, whenever, however, when they have a goal. Mm. Let us press toward the goal. That's good, man. And let us do it in a way that will feed our faith and starve our flesh. Come on. Because there's so much that is going on and we need every single one of us to participate in fighting against darkness and forces of demonic activity, so on and so forth. So we, yeah, man, there's so much to be said there. I'll leave you with the closing remarks. Let us know if you guys want a part two. But yeah, any last thoughts before we wrap this one up? Yeah, um, even though snipping off belief in Jesus might actually end up seeming to be convenient here. It'll actually end up being your detriment mm -hmm. in the future. In the same way that we believe an inheritance, an imperishable one is provided for those who trust in him yeah. and stay faithful to him throughout all the mess. We also believe there is a detrimental punishment that mm -hmm. comes to those who are already in a plight right now that will be in yeah. a more eternal plight. So yeah. listen to Hebrews 2 yeah. as he's writing to Christians who are about to subjugate themselves to angel worship and Roman, like they're, they're capitulating, they're, they're, they're uh, betraying faith in Jesus yeah. to satisfy the Roman government, saying, even if you do believe in Jesus, just make sure the government is more important to you than he is. And he says, for this reason... We must pay attention all the more to what we have heard so that we will not drift away. 
For if the message spoken through angels, these very angels you're trying to worship in the place of Jesus, who are telling mm -hmm. you, don't worship us, worship mm -hmm. Jesus, was legally blind, binding, and every transgression and disobedience received a just punishment. And listen to this question. How will we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? Mm. You don't mm. end up escaping punishment mm. by not believing the only one who can deliver you from it just because the plight you are in now seems so uh, frail. Yeah. Like, because there's also yeah, a amen. greater punishment that will come on the opposite end of your plight if you don't trust in him. So trust Jesus, beloved. He uh, Treasure him. Anything that's keeping you from running towards him, like he said, the people you follow, the things you listen to, the things you're engaging. Don't, don't be intellectually, don't deprive yourself intellectually, but just anchor that through the truth that God's word is true and that Jesus' work is final and that he is like... He is the end. Jesus isn't just a ladder to get to freedom. He is your freedom, and he provides yeah. freedom. It's good. It's good. Yeah. It's good. So I pray that encouraged you. My soul is stirred. Amen. I'm encouraged. Yeah. I'm emboldened. Um, thanks for having me on here, man. Yeah, thanks for being on here with us, Zaru. We got to get you back. Yeah. Um, I pray that everything that was discussed here is meditated on thought through carefully and prayed through because um yeah not just to, i don't want to add gravity to this but i think things we discussed today has implications it does it has implications and we must do whatever we can to position ourselves to f to have faith in jesus Amen. love y'all thanks for tuning in until next time family peace and grace shout out to us <laughs>